Sports Nation, horns down. Bring on Houston. Why Thursday's game is even bigger than Texas. We're all access with BYU linebacker Michael Elisa. His one-game season mentality and how socks made the difference in Austin. Plus, college football expert Blaine Fowler on the Austin experience. And Jim McMahon, welcome to the BYU Hall yeah. of Fame. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hello, world. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, September 9th, I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with one-time foot model, Jerem Jordan, hashtag tough actin' ten actin'. Uh, yeah, t- yeah, no, yes, no, no, yes. There's a... Okay, there's. A, I just found a piece of confetti on the set. That was from game number one. Yeah, wow. From from game day. From game the count, day. From the end of the countdown. How awesome is it that BYU is playing in two days and not four or five? How awesome is it that we can watch football five days a week? Yeah. Yesterday I was like, Am I watching too much football? Nah. <laughs> it was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It was like, and then DVRing games and then catching up on Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's seven days a week. Woo. I'm going to say you're borderline watching a little bit too much. I think I'm fulfilling all the responsibilities in my life. Yeah. <laughs> as, long, as long as you have I'm the teaching. priorities worked hey, out, right? my eight-year-olds in primary get taught every Sunday, man. <laughs> we <laughs> are bringing it. We talked about Rehoboam last week. Wherever Ooh. and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Join our conversation 24-7, of course, using the hashtag BYUSN, and start it off with today's Twitter question. After the Texas win, how have your expectations for the BYU football season changed? Use the mm. hashtag BYUSN. First tweet in, at Snow of Utah. No change in my expectations because I expected BYU to beat Texas. I still think we make the Fiesta Bowl. Interesting. I just think that we saw like a peak type moment where it's like, oh, now it's 11 or 12. Goggles. 11 or 12 wins. Maybe undefeated. Oh, oh. Like it, it's like, hey, wait, we went 10 plus. You know, that might be a peak moment. I, I, I'm, I am uh, excited at the prospect of what might happen for BYU. However, we all got burned in 08 with Quest for Perfection, right? We all got burned. So it's like, just take it. The, like, okay, Houston. Beat Houston. Now we can go. Now we can ramp the it up. Next keep game. going. Keep going. Keep going. Let's go to the next game. Yeah. So I'm cautiously optimistic, yet dangerously excited at the same time. Jaron Jordan is cautiously optimistic. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, on the college football, like, train or whatever. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just wait. Just wait. I don't think BYU gets into the college football playoff, even if they're undefeated. Had some people getting should, after me on Twitter yesterday about, don't, don't jinx it, man. Come on. Listen. The BYU Sports Nation karma affects things. <laughs> the other stuff we say, not as much in the game, right? The karma yeah, does. The karma has an effect. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Hook'em Houston. Thanks, Texas. But BYU goes next level with Houston on Thursday. That's right. The Houston game is bigger than the Texas game. Say what? What? The Longhorns, All the minions are like, what? The Longhorns were an outstanding appetizer. It got people's attention, right? But, it, felt, it felt like a juicy steak to me. But now, BYU Sports Nation and the college football world 
One and the world. rest of the national prognosticators are ready for the main course. Mm. The rest of the season. They will get the beginning of that on Thursday night on ESPN. BYU and Houston are the show. There is nothing else to compete with. San Diego State is like, what? Not sharing the spotlight with 50 other games on a Saturday. Yes. As much as we hate to admit it, the BYU win got lost to a lot of eyes and TVs because of a Saturday melee of games headlined by the epic meltdown thanks to the Big Ten. And because it was a blowout. If it's a close game, maybe it gets on. But BYU crushed Texas, so it wasn't on. That's fine. I'd rather have them crush Texas than have a close one just to get on SportsCenter. BYU now ranked on the national radar because of what happened at Texas. They can really become the college football darlings on Thursday. Trevor Maddich joined us yesterday for another Maddich Monday. He spoke to that note. Listen to this. If it were for the Thursday night game, you could make that case because attention spans are so short. But because of Thursday night, that, that hurdle by Taysom, plays like that will be, will be featured pregame. Yeah. So the nation will have a chance to see that, not as a package of, of ten other plays, but as its own thing for its own reason on Thursday night with the spotlight on. The Thursday night ESPN crew, Reese Davis, David Pollock, Jesse Palmer, all in town to call the game. They have some sway it's important for BYU to play well on this stage. Can I mention something that will be very exciting to BYU fans? ESPN, for the first time in the history of Lavelle Edwards, is going to have the spider cam, the sky yes! cam. Yes! On Thursday. That's cool. That's very cool. But previously, Lavelle Edwards was not configured in a way to bring in that equipment and do it. The technology has made it so that that equipment's a little lighter and they can bring it in. So they're going to have it Thursday. That's awesome. I've always wondered why Lavelle Edwards Stadium didn't have that. Found that out a few years ago. And Thursday they'll have that. What does that mean? We're going to have some awesome highlights of Taysom Hill on running Center. down the sideline with the spider cam and the sky cam. You're right. This is a big showcase game. It's Thursday. I don't care who the opponent is. I, I really don't. If it's Thursday and it's on ESPN, the nation is watching. And BYU will continue to press the pedal down on the theme of we are we are the darling we are the BCS buster I know BCS doesn't exist anymore but we're, we're the outside playoff the contender we are the outsider even though somehow BYU is not considered group of five why not <laughs> who decided that I know there's revenue sharing in conferences and yeah they don't want they don't want BYU to keep all the money by themselves why isn't BYU in the group of five anyway BYU rarely rarely gets to three and in fact week three has been a struggle for BYU a mighty struggle under Bronco Mendenhall since 2005, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Bring it. One and eight. Oh, BYU is one and eight in game three since 2005. Maybe don't bring it. Okay. The one win was 2008 against UCLA, the famous 59 to nothing game. The teams in order from 05 to 13 that BYU played. TCU at Boston College at Tulsa, a team that mm. scored 55. UCLA, Florida State, at Florida State, Utah, at Utah, Utah, and now Houston. So typically that third game has been tough. Traditionally that, you know, one and two start, maybe a two and one. BYU in 08 wins the first several games on the quest to perfection. One uh, Week three has not been good to BYU. In fact, in seasons historically, another stat of the day, here we go. BYU, uh, when BYU plays the first two games away from Provo, the third game is not good either. Three and 12 all time. And BYU's lost the last five or six. Wow, really? I think none of those matter, though. With all that said, and I, you know I love stats. With all that said, I, I, just, I just think that BYU wins this game. I think BYU has a lot of great energy going. I think they have great 
uh, defense. I think the offense is rolling. This, BYU wants to play this game now. Last year, this situation was a bye totally, week for totally, Utah. Totally, totally different. We asked Michael Elisa about the differences, and, and his mentality obviously brings to the table a new sense of direction for BYU football. Listen to this. This is a one-game season we're playing. Because we're independent, we have to win every single game. So, Houston, that's it. That's all we care about. They understand that while Texas was great, it doesn't matter if you lose to Houston. It's a one-game season. I love that mentality. Michael Michael Alisa. (laughs) Michael Access. We should call him Michael Access, shouldn't we? Echel Access. <laughs> yeah. oh, we're all access with Michael Elisa. You can hear that full interview in about 20 minutes coming up on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, you mentioned that it was different, it was different in 2013 because of the bye week. Bronco- I mean, you had already lost anyway, but in terms of like you beat Texas and then when, wins that next game to kind of use that energy to vault you into another victory. BYU didn't have it. They lost it and then played Utah. Bronco Mendenhall told me it was unfortunate that they could not play the game the week after. They wanted I to think capitalize. Right now. They wanted to capitalize yeah. on that momentum. Now they have not just a week, they have a short week, 5 days to roll off this enormous win at Texas and go show the world on Thursday night we are for real. It's a one game season, Houston up next. Let's prove everybody prove to everybody that we can play football. Absolutely. Keep the positive mojo going. Keep the BYU Sports Nation general karma that was given to Bronco Mendenhall and this team at the beginning of the season going. I think it's a big game, and it's bigger because BYU's ranked, because it's on ESPN, because you're still undefeated. That's why it's bigger than Texas, because it is the next one. I've never liked the cliche one game at a time, but I totally understand it now with BYU in this situation. They're independent. They need to win every game. Those are the words of Michael Elisa. Jerem, what's the uh, what's the stat of the day again? One more time, remind, remind me. One and eight. It doesn't matter. Thanks, Rock. It's all about one game. Our Twitter and question today. And they won one game in nine <laughs> in week three. So time to make it two. <laughs> After the Texas win, how have your expectations for the BYU football season changed? Let's go. It's winter time. At Darrell behind. Big change. BYU is putting teams away this year. That makes me hopeful that we will avoid a letdown game. Here's, here's the thing. You know at some point if BYU has a special season and they start to make a run and they're winning most of the games, there's going to be that adversity game where it's like, okay, yeah. how do you rise up Multiple when things games. aren't going well? Like there's going to be at least one of those, at least. In 2001, BYU started the season 12-0. and They had several games that were close. Everyone remembers Utah. Remember UNLV, BYU had to go down, convert a fourth down to Mike Regal from Brandon Doman just to win at UNLV. Mississippi State, who was terrible. And make a, that, game, that game was uh, the 9-11 week and got yeah. rescheduled to December. Uh, how cool is it, by the way, that BYU will get to play a game on the national stage on 9-11 where they can honor America? 13 years later. Some cool, yeah. some cool plans uh, in the works for that game on Thursday. I'm very excited. It's, it's a, it's a big-time game. I am a little worried about the increased expectation post-Texas because all of a sudden, the t- listen, the chances are BYU doesn't go undefeated. The chances... Percentage-wise. T- yeah. Se- if you go by the percentages, 79% according to ESPN, the BYU doesn't. 
Most teams don't go undefeated. It's really difficult. So if you're all in on undefeated, chances are you're going to be disappointed with the season, right? So just keep just keep that whole I, I am keeping that kind of buried of, okay, that possibility exists and that's very exciting, but you have to continue to win. What if remember at the beginning of the season, I said if you told me BYU won 10 games this year, I would take it right then instead of just risk the season or would 11. You take, would you take it now? No. <laughs> because because I want 11. Because now I want 11. Because yeah. you won one of the games that I thought you might, that, that could be a loss. So now that was a win. At Jman 426 I expect them to win the rest of their games. If there were a time for a special season, it is now. I want some more Grover videos. <laughs> if you haven't seen this video, it's Grover, Sesame Street, like doing like over, under, around. He's like teaching. And through. To, and through or whatever. So they just it's just highlights of BYU against uh, against Texas doing this <laughs> over a pass under Taysom at the goal line through it's it, hilarious it is fantastic yeah you, you should definitely check that out also trending in BYU Sports Nation Jim McMahon says this quote I'm done finished all my classes Tom Homo yeah. couldn't have done it without you awesome. and the BYU awesome. team behind me Jimmy he can, Mac he can get in the BYU Hall of Fame now we hope that this year during a home game at some point he's honored. I don't know how quickly they get him into the Hall of Fame. Is it the next season? I hope so. Nick Emery had his second surgery yesterday. Jackson Emery, his brother, tweeted that Nick has normal circulation and no numbness. All signs very positive. That's awesome. Up next, we're all access with Michael Alisa. How socks made the difference. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Tonight, 8 Eastern time, after further review, second edition, BYU and Texas recap, preview of BYU and Houston with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, who will join us in a bit, Dave, David Nixon, and Brian Logan. Digital film session, telestration, awesome new show on BYU TV, 8 Eastern tonight. After the Texas win, how have your expectations changed for the BYU football season? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Right now, I'd like to bring in a segment we do each week, something that we have come to really enjoy. Michael Alisa, linebacker for BYU, came in, replaced Bronson Kafusi last game, had an outstanding outing. Oh, yeah. Benefiting from the BYU Sports Nation karma. Did he ever? <laughs> oh, my. Caused a fumble, had an interception, made some key plays against the Longhorns in that 41-7 win. Right now, we are all access with Michael Alisa. Michael Alisa, welcome back yeah. to the BYU Sports Nation set. Thank what a you. Performance. My hey, karma! Listen, listen. We told you it was a real thing. Now and I, and I didn't believe you. Now <laughs> I was like, okay, the karma. Now you believe. It's real. <laughs> It is a real thing. So, like, when did that happen? So, as the interception, like, in your hand, you're like, karma. Yeah, yeah. The whole time it was karma, 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 karma. Every step I'm taking is karma, karma, karma. <laughs> yeah. And then I stopped saying karma. And that's when the quarterback oh. swoops, caught me. I you, forgot about the karma. You've been given a hard time about that by some guys. I know, man. He's, he's a pretty fast guy. A few, a few big names in particular. Dave Nixon, Ben Criddle calling me on Twitter. Right. I'm just happy you intercepted. I don't care if you score or not. Thank you. Thank you, Jerem. Appreciate that. You're up six to nothing at halftime. You have pitched a shutout against the Texas offense in the first half, and then you go bonkers in the third quarter. What happened at halftime to like light this fire under BYU? Okay, nothing special happened. We all just kind of sat down. They told us that they're going to give us new socks. 
because that's something that basketball teams do supposedly. I don't know to like reset their minds before they go back into okay. the third quarter. Hmm. Uh, and uh, so we walk in there thinking we're going to get new socks. We don't have any new socks. Where's the new socks? Yeah, we're like, where's our socks? You know, we're all just sitting in there, and like our defensive <laughs> coaches are talking about like new schemes we're going to try out and how to like better fit in our gaps. And then uh, we leave, and we're supposed to be listening to music when we're walking out the door, and like. Our music guy was like fiddling with his phone, didn't get the music on. We're just like, fine, we gotta go. So I'll just run out. We're all like mad about no socks and like no music. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, maybe we should do that every game like promise socks and music and don't deliver. And then we come out just ticked. Who who is the music guy that missed it? Uh, I don't want to throw him under the bus. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's Uh, hilarious. He's usually really good. Our pregame music was on point. Is it the same guy that did fall camp music? Uh, well, no, no. So, so <laughs> okay. our, our pregame music is Harvey Longy. Okay. Mm. Always? Or just that game? Oh, it's a player. But, no, halftime, Zach Nyborg oh. was, was on the, he was on the, the audio yeah. dog. And he you know? had it together in fall. I thought he killed it in fall. He was, yeah. he was uh, all-American fall camp music guy. Yeah. If this whole, like, football thing doesn't listen, work out listen, for him, Zach DJing knew. could be a good, like, side gig. Yeah. Zach know. knew something. He knew he wanted to get you guys angry. Go in the second half. I think that's what happened. He knows, he knows what he's doing. Yes. Yeah. Clearly it worked. At what, at what point in the third quarter were you like, oh, there's no way we're losing this game? When, when was it? Gosh, okay. To be honest, I think it was the hurdle. Okay. Taysom Hill's hurdle. That was when we were all just like, all right, guys. <laughs> let's go. Okay, okay. This is happening. Okay, I, want, I want to simulate that reaction. Okay. The hurdle is about to happen. And then how did you react? I, well, I, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't like jumping around, but I saw it and I was just like, Okay. Like, like I, start, I, I kind of started laughing. I yeah. started laughing. Like, I couldn't believe that just happened. I looked around. I was like, did, did you guys just see that? That was unreal. Taysom Hill. That was unreal. I, our react. Okay, Brian Logan was sprinting up the hall. <laughs> he was up running up and down the hall here. I ju- we were in the break room and saw him. I was like, oh! It just took <laughs> off out of my chair. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it was something else. Okay, it's, it's now that was like the moment launched Taysom Hill into the, all this Heisman hype and whatever. In, in your conversations with Taysom and, and the team, how, how is now he handling all of this increased national exposure and this, this craziness that's happening now? So, you know, after every game we have the champions meeting. What is this? Coaches bring players up that they thought did a really great job. So Coach Hal stands up, talks about a few players, mostly players who, you know, turn, had uh, turnovers. So Rob Downs had the strip. Jeremiah forced the fumble. Rob Downs recovered that one, too. Your interception. And then the interception, yeah. Um, then Coach Anai stands up, and he's like, I want the whole offense to just stand up, walk by, and, and uh, wave in front of the, the whole team, and then go sit down again. And uh, he didn't call any, any individuals. And I think they did that just to kind of, like, keep guys grounded mm-hmm. going into Houston. And um, coach was just like, look, this is something that you write in your journal. Close it. Wait until you're like 40 years old to open it up again. Think about Houston. Mm. Forget about Texas. Yeah. The context no. of the, that game, when all said and done, could mean way more. That hurdle could be the iconic Kyle Morrell kind of moment from 84. It could be. But you're right. There are games to be played. Yes. Take us, take us into the locker room on, and on the field some more. Uh, where when when you it starts to roll, it starts to roll. What's the what are the conversations on the sideline? How much fun does it become when you realize, okay, the game's in hand? Oh, I mean, I I remember guys yelling things like, "I want to see more empty seats. Let's go!" You know, keep it up. <laughs> you know, 
And the guys are just like, I can't wait to get home to my girlfriend. Let's hurry and like pound these guys some more. I was yelling to the kickoff team, like, you guys ever seen a grown man cry? You guys have seen a grown man cry? Let's go. Make someone cry. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because, I mean, you, I mean, you could see the, the energy going down, the energy level going down on the Texas sideline. And, sure. and the guys are playing against, they're not chirping anymore as much. And, you know, they, you can kind of tell they kind of just wanted to get out of there at that point. Wow. What's it like to quiet nearly 100,000 fans at Daryl K. Royal Stadium? Yeah, surreal. That was a, a lifetime experience that I'll, I'll never have again and, and I'll always remember. Mm. That was amazing. Okay, so now the attention shifts to the Houston Cougars. You talked about Coach and I saying, all right, remember it. Shut your journals. Let's focus on Houston. You have a short week. Do you feel tired? Do you feel sore? How's, how's the team coming back now having just five days to prepare for a Houston team that we know has a great offense? Yeah, great offense and a great quarterback. Um, I think the guys are we're, we're riding a good wave of momentum, and that helps with the, with the aches and the pains and, and you know the fatigue because it just gives you a little more extra energy to, to overcome that and, and just prep hard. La- uh, I don't – I don't want to close the book on Texas yet. <laughs> I, I, I still got questions. Put your blue goggles on, Jerem. Oh, 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 Texas, crush them. Uh, BYU, uh, the Longhorn Network has their you know set up in the corner. They're being drowned out when they start their postgame by the BYU fans. That huddle up by BYU TV set up. You were interviewed by Dave McCann after. Were there more BYU fans of this game because it was Texas? And what was your reaction as you guys go around the stadium and give the fives and all that? So we, we went to – we started at, like, the main BYU section where, you know, the players' families were. And, and we started over there, and we started going around the stadium, and all these fans were coming down. And we ended up going the whole horseshoe oh my. of the stadium. Wow. Yeah, there, there are fans all the way clear to the other end. And, like, my right arm was seriously getting sore. <laughs> and, I saw, and I looked back, and I saw Taysom, like, in the very back of the line. And I was like, he just threw – a whole game, and and now he's like walking around this whole horseshoe with his arm up. He must be dying. And then I saw him with a little ice bag after the game, like a like a pitcher would have. But uh, yeah, that was amazing to see that many people out there supporting Cougar Nation. And the celebration in the locker room. We've seen some videos. Just ice, ice for days. Just you know. ice for days. Devin Mayina had the big trash can up. They didn't have this on the video, but he had a trash can up, and I was, like, beating it like a drum. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. And people throwing coolers around. It was nuts. I'm surprised nobody got hurt, but it was, it was a blast. It was literally like a, a party in the locker room. It's a weird thing, too, because oh. not everyone gets in there at the same time. So, like, kind of takes a while to develop and then yeah. finalize, and then, all right, let's talk, champions meeting, all that, right? Yeah, well, I was coming back from a little interview, and I, I gave Bronco a nice big hug. That was, that was a little, you know, don't get that too often. He sure. was smiling and kind of had in my head. Never seen like, him smile bigger. Like, okay, did he, did he hang on? Yeah, he did. Oh, was, he, on. He, like his hand was on my head. And I was like, thanks, coach. You know, I was like, <laughs> wow. ears are touching. Yeah. <laughs> I've waited five years for this. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, oh. and then from there, we turned around and, you know, the whole locker room's just, you know, chaos. Bonkers. Yeah. Okay. Buck wild. Good call, Jerem. Going back to Texas. I, we can sit here all day. <laughs> that was My, a good... Michael can write in his journal and close it. I will keep it open for a long time. <laughs> that was a good call. You're ranked 25th now. The second, Only the second week in 52 different AP polls where a BYU football team has been ranked. Now having that target, if you will, on your back and, and you have that special early season win, what does it do for your team's psyche and mentality as now you start to push forward? I, so I, I think it's kind of like, let's say you're, you're trying to balance, um, 
I don't know, like like a basketball on top of a stick, and you're and you're holding it. First ten seconds is hard. Then you get to twenty seconds. You're going on thirty seconds. It, it doesn't change what, what you're doing to balance it. But like, if you start thinking about how long you've been balancing it, yeah. then you can like psych yourself out, and then it gets harder. Yeah. But if you just focus on what you've been doing for the first ten seconds, mm. you know, the whole time. The game in front. Yeah. So this is a one game season we're playing because we're independent. We have to win every single game. So. Houston, that's it. That's all we care about. Is it's it Houston? Is it validating to be twenty fifth? Is that a you guys are like sweet? We lo- you love that you're ranked. Is it validating? I you don't I, care. I, I still I still feel like like we have that chip on our shoulder. I mean, going into the Texas game, ESPN had us picked for you know for a loss, right? Yeah, and, most uh, of those guys picked game you. day. Game yeah. day picked us for for a loss. So you used so. that. You were aware and used that. Yeah, well, I mean, we all saw it that morning. We didn't talk about it, but we we're all just like, okay, all right, all right, let's do this. And uh, yeah, we definitely have a chip on our shoulder. Not, 40, not reading any of the hype. 41 to 7. Did you anticipate that it would be 41 to 7? Like you did it again to Texas. Worse. Worse. Worse than last year. Yeah. Yeah. You scored one more point than last year and gave up 13 points less. Like, yeah. like Taysom Hill is like, if he wanders into Austin at any point in the future, they will arrest him. <laughs> like, he is, he is in trouble. If they can catch him. <laughs> That's I mean, exactly right. You know, but, I mean... Yeah, I don't think anyone could could have predicted that. that no amazing. way, no way. I mean, it it the gravity of what had happened right after the game got over. I thought, uh, okay, do let's take a step back and just digest what BYU just did to Texas a year after they'd had an entire year to be reminded about how much BYU ran all all over them, and so for you to do what what you did on Saturday night in Texas. Yeah. Just speaks volumes. Well, and here's the thing: there was so much talk about how inexperienced their offense was, and how many people that they had out from their offense. But I mean, they gave up 41 points on defense, I so mean, it they, didn't matter. Yeah, they weren't missing anybody on defense, even if they they did have a good offense. I, I think we still would have done okay. Our defense is still yeah. real, according to Joe Shad of ESPN. So 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 good. 17 points allowed in two games for the defense, and five turnovers forced. Is this about kind of what you want to do in each game? Is those points and kind of turnovers? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're we're reaching our our pillars. We have pillars every game that we try to achieve, and so far we've been doing them well. But I I still think that that we're untested. I, I still think you know yes, it was it was an inexperienced offense at Texas, UConn as well. You know, it wasn't uh, you know a, a powerhouse uh, team that we were playing against. So. We still have a lot of work to do. There were a lot of mistakes. Despite how, how well we did, there were a lot of blown coverages. A lot of gaps were missed. A lot of guys uh, missing assignments. Me being one of the main <laughs> culprits there. And uh, coaches let me know. Um, Jordan Pendleton is actually calling me right now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he's calling you to tell you about a missed assignment. Yeah, yeah. He's like, come on, hey, Mike. Hey, third quarter. Don't let us linebackers down. <laughs> okay, so Houston now presents uh, a challenging offense. Do you feel like this will, will be the biggest test you've had? To date, this far, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, big quarterback. I think he's about the same size as Swoops, actually. But you know, a more seasoned passer. So that's going to be really tough to defend. Do you guys just ignore what they've done this year since they lost to Texas San Antonio and then played Grambling State and just look back to last year, especially the game? Yeah, yeah, against we, BYU. Definitely. They how many points did they put up against us 46. last year? Forty-six. Forty-six. Unreal. That does not happen against BYU defense, and they did it. So these are definitely guys to. Uh, take seriously and they are here to reckon with us did you play in that game no or I, travel i was already injured by then okay. yeah so i was you didn't even travel to the uh, game no nope. okay. 
What's your role now moving forward? I know that Bronson went out uh, with an injury very early, and then we talked about the depth, like how great it is to have Michael Elisa just be right there ready to go. I mean, that's, that's the depth we're talking about on the linebackers and on the defense for BYU. But what is your role right now moving forward? I just need to learn the defense better and uh, just contribute wherever they put me. They they have me a little bit at the weak side and a little bit at the strong side. Um, my role is just uh, keep being a special teams guy, you know, a little contributor there and, and uh, do what they want me to do on defense. Okay, we asked you to bring us some swag at some point. Did you bring us something? I, I brought you something. I'm, I hope you're happy with it. it. It's a little bent out of shape, but uh, I have my face mask here. It's a Hold face mask. Helmet. Yeah, pull off my helmet with my bare hands. From which game? Uh, <laughs> this is from the Yukon game, actually. From the Yukon game. Yeah. Your face. No so. one else in America has this. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Michael Elisa's face mask. But uh, I mean, we, I couldn't use it anymore because it was all uh, bent out of shape. So I love it. You know, awesome. you bring one man's swag? trash is another man's treasure, and then that, that's, that, exactly that's right. my my trophy I could take from BYU. Uh, we get we get way random questions from people. What's the Matruska? What's the Russian doll? What's the piece of cheese? What's the face mask? That's going to be yeah. the third question there. <laughs> I love it. Michael Elise is from UConn. Thanks for bringing that. Hey, thanks for taking my, it. Good work uh, against Texas. Good luck on Thursday against Houston. Thank you very much. Socks and no music. The key to dominating Texas. Someone said uh, handing out socks at halftime would be an NCAA violation. If there is, you can't just switch. If there is, you can't. You're not allowed to like, switch. You got to be kidding me. Now that's not an NCAA violation. Someone said that. I don't, what if yeah, there's like rain? I, I, I know teams for years have changed socks and cleats when when the weather is inclement and all they that. They have stuff. all violated the law. Oh no, I don't God. know. Oh Whatever. My goodness. If that seriously is an NCAA violation, that needs to be changed ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I mentioned this earlier, but uh, getting some love on Twitter. BYU's using, or BYU, ESPN's using a Skycam during Thursday's game in Lavelle Edwards For the first First time. time. It's going to be awesome. I especially like that because I get what's called the melt from ESPN and BYU TV. You know, we go, okay, what are the good angles of, you know, different stuff without graphics on it? I can finally use the Skycam at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Taysom. By the way, Taysom needs one. 24 to get 2,000 career rushing yards. How awesome would that have been to have the sky cam angle of Taysom's long 68-yard touchdown running against Texas last year? Oh, that <laughs> yeah. awesome. Hey, do it against Houston, right? Yes. 47-46. He had a tremendous game last year against Houston. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, why the Houston game is bigger than Texas, according to Blaine Fowler. And how have your expectations changed for the Cougars since they knocked off Texas? Use the hashtag BYUSN. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Alani Fua, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The Fisherman, Alani Fua. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear Radio Vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Download our show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Blaine Fowler's here. Blaine, get up here. Hey, one lucky fan will win a trip for two to the 2014 Miami Beach Bowl with our BYU Sports Nation. Take your fandom to South Beach contest. I feel like we need like music under this, like beach music. All you have to do is follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. Nope, nope. And then post a tweet using the hashtag BYUSNMiami. Make sure that's one word. The contest ends October 4th. Blaine! What's up? Blaine Fowler's here. Can I tell you, you guys are in here. 
Yes, you we are. You cannot believe how it's, hard it's raining it's out ra- right now. We heard the we thunder. Heard the thunder. Like, yeah. the, like the, the canyon road is a river running down the canyon road right now. There's like wow. standing water Ooh, everywhere. That's kind of a theme it's through crazy. southern Utah and Arizona. And like, it's, yeah, it it's is weird right now. crazy Which out there. might affect uh, some people getting to the game on Thursday from... Uh, I you know south of on I fifteen. Yeah, is it supposed to be bad weather on Thursday as well? Well, so? just it's it's there's mud and debris across. Yeah, yeah, the it's freeway. no, it's crazy out there and uh, um, lightning. I mean, huge bolts come. It's you know it's pretty pretty cool out there. Actually, get, get it out of the way now because it's going to be sunny and eighty degrees on Thursday. Is that what it's saying? Yeah. It's that sunny yes. and eighty. Okay, I like a little of that. That did sounds hear, great. Did you hear this? By the way, I mentioned it earlier. ESPN's going to use the SkyCam. Thursday. Oh, nice. So they're going to hook have... up all the cables. And yep. That's can... going to be there for do, the first time. Do we get to use it for our stuff? Well, it's theirs, and then we'll figure it out. They're very <laughs> good. <laughs> their, we, always like toys. To, we always like to borrow their technology when they let, let us. Let's just say right. this. We have a jib, and they use it as well. So and we'll, we love we, the relationship. And we share with ESPN, and they share with us. That's why we love them. Yeah, we'll no, no guarantees on BYU TV getting it, of course. But, yeah, ESPN will use it, which is very That's cool. very cool. We'll and have a couple of firsts on that game. Houston just unveiled their helmets for the game. Yeah. We, BYU Sports Nation just retweeted this picture. But there is an American That's, flag yeah. over the UH decal with a white helmet. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it here. That looks good. Okay, now BYU has to do the same, right? They have to do an American flag for their for the for the Y on the Y. Do they? If if UH does it on nine eleven, BYU doesn't. Yeah, well, it'll make us look bad. Okay, fifteen hours ago, Zach Nyborg, director of football operations, tweeted: "Surprises are coming." Well, maybe that's it. Okay, nothing's been announced, but I am getting a little too excited about the possibility of that. <laughs> when BYU played in the Armed Forces Bowl in twenty eleven, they had the military. They had kind yeah. of the camo look. Yeah. And it looked yeah. awesome. Hopefully BYU did. does something similar. Now that'll be cool. This will be that'll be a fun game. It's 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 going to be a very different matchup than BYU's seen the last couple of weeks. And it's interesting. People are saying to me, "Wow, I mean Houston, they're not as good as we thought they were going to be." And so, sometimes it's not about how good good they are. Um, it's about matchups, and and they're yeah. going to spread it out and throw it all over. It's a very different challenge for BYU. They're going to have to tackle in space because Houston likes to get the ball to quick guys, get it out there quickly. You know, they, they eliminate a little bit of your ability to pass rush because they throw it quick before you get there. And then they've got some receivers that can make people miss. So we'll be watching different things. Against Texas, it was, can they be physical enough to just stand up in there and stop the run game, which they did great. Oh, yeah. You know, in this game, it's going to be, hey, can the DBs and linebackers get out there and tackle in space? Are they going to be good at that? So it's a very different kind of football game. Let's ask you the Twitter question. After the Texas win, how have your expectations for the BYU football season changed, if at all? Well, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the season that we were projecting him. I thought they 10 was a good – 10 win total was a good total. And Texas was one of the places that I thought that they would struggle. And so with that win at Texas, I mean, it's still a rough road ahead. Going undefeated is a hard thing to do. And but, you would know. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's 30 years since a BYU team's done it. There's not very many teams that have done it yeah. over, over the course of, of a season. It's just hard not to stub your toe or to have a game where you're just not hitting on all cylinders. So it's a tough thing to do. But I don't know if BYU's ever had a season. I'm sure they have in the past when they were dominating in the old conference and playing easier schedules. But it's been a while since BYU will be favored. And if they keep winning – they would be favored in every single game they have the rest of the season. Yeah. And they went into the Texas game as a favorite. Remember, they started not as a favorite. I'm talking about the Las Vegas line. We don't bet, but you know, it's a way to see how experts in Las Vegas value a team. 
they were an underdog, and then when those two tackles got suspended and the center was hurt and Ash wasn't going to play at quarterback, that line changed, and BYU was a favorite going into that game. Um, they were favored in the UConn game. They'll obviously be favored now. If they I keep... saw one number against Cent- uh, UCF, 70% chance of winning. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And Boise State. I was so, like, what? So ESPN does a poll this last week, and we can talk about them because they're our friends. Um, and they said, what team is most likely, this is a, a poll out to the American public, what team is most likely to go undefeated this season? And BYU finished on top of that poll. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Not, not Oklahoma, Oklahoma was two. BYU won, Oklahoma two. Is what the, uh, the percentage of people that thought that these teams would finish the season undefeated. So, hmm. So the American, you know, the American public's perception has changed with that dominating performance at Texas. Um, and now we look and say, well, if that was going to be one of the big stumbling blocks that we thought could be trouble, um, and now they've, they've passed that test, now my expectations are 11 or, or That's mine. 12. Same exact thing. 11 uh, or 12. I've, it, I've, I've adjusted loss. it by one because yeah. one of the possible losses, I think, is behind them. Yes. You know? So. Was, was that how it was in 1984? You were, you were the underdog against Pittsburgh, and I know BYU was technically the favorite or at least an even draw with Texas, depending on which line you were looking at. But in 84, when you were the underdog at Pittsburgh, you won that game. Were you favored in the rest of the games after that? I'm trying to think. Um, Who did you play that was better than I you? I think we were probably favored the rest of the year. We, know we played Baylor that year, but I still think we were favored. And that was because, the only loss because, from the year before. Because what right? happened was – Pittsburgh was so highly regarded at the beginning of the season. So it was a little different than Texas. Texas, everybody knew that they've got great Texas athletes, but this is a rebuilding year. Charlie Strong's going to come in there. He's going to change things. It's a new offense. It's a new defense. He kicked a bunch of guys off because they, they needed to be more disciplined. So the expectations for Texas this year are, you know, on a down year for Texas, they're still supposed to win six or seven or eight games and go to a bowl game. So I think the people would be fine with that for Texas, and I think that's what the national perspective would be for them. For Pittsburgh, they were coming off a big-time season. They were preseason top five. They're number three. Yeah, so, so they were expected to contend for a national title. Now, we know that with injuries and things, they ended up not having that kind of a season. So when we beat Pittsburgh, that was a big deal. So we immediately were thrust into favorite status for every game after that by virtue. And it wasn't until later in the season that everybody realized that Pittsburgh wasn't going to be that good that year. But it's all about at the time. At, right. When you play the – like when BYU beat Oklahoma and they were number three – that was a big deal. They did, they right. struggled and whatever. BYU caused the struggle, like they right. initiated the struggle. So, but what's interesting is that you think about how big Texas's name is. We all know, and most people know that this is not a high expectation year for Texas. Yet that dominating win, and I think it's the dominating fashion yeah. by which it happened that that gives BYU instant credibility. But that's why you play these named teams, and sometimes even on a down year when you beat a named team you get a lot of credibility from it. And I think BYU has really gotten a lot of credibility. And that play right – when, when Taysom – that play where Taysom hurdled the defender, <laughs> that was on every sports report in the country and in the ESPN top ten playlist that night. And so that gives you exposure too. And now people are talking about Taysom Hill. He, he's becoming a – you know, a household name. People are, are talking about him on their Heisman list, not at the top, but they're talking about him. They're talking about BYU is a potential New Year's Six Bowl participant. So all of a sudden, they are a topic of discussion on a national basis, all by virtue of being Texas, who's not as good as a normal Texas team, but it doesn't matter. They're still Texas. Beat the brand, yeah. Absolutely. With Blaine Fowler, former BYU quarterback on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, why or why not? Is Houston a bigger game than Texas? Well, it, it's first of all, it's the first home game, and you want to keep things rolling, um, and you want to you want to send a message to your home fans that yeah, 
keep coming out all year and supporting us because this is going to be fun. And people are starting to say, is this a special year? Could this be that kind of year? Could they be in a New Year's Day? It's not New Year's Day, but New Year's Six Bowl. Could they do all of these things? Um, And so now the pressure is on to go out and not just perform and win a game by one point. It's to, well, now they should come out and they should just spank Houston. And so they, they really need to come out. They need to make a statement every week. Um, players know that. They want to. They get fired up. But what it does is it allows you, when there's this much writing on it, and when you are being talked about on a national basis, it allows you to get up and get ready mentally for games that maybe otherwise you would just go, oh, gosh, we're just playing Savannah State this week. When there's that much writing on it, you go into a Savannah State game, and, and this certainly that's not Houston because Houston has some scary athletes. I mean, Greenberry's a guy that can make people miss and get big plays. Just look at the game last year. Yeah, they cannot afford to let Houston get confidence on offense, which is something Houston hasn't had so far this year. They've not been rolling offensively. They've been really quite, pretty sound defensively, which is the opposite of what we thought they would be this year. So, so they're coming in with a defense that's playing with confidence, but an offense that is not so far. This is a team, though, that has a great history offensively and were really good last year, and we saw what that game was last year. It was just a crazy game. If Houston gets in here and starts slugging it out with BYU and they start moving the ball back and forth, both teams, and it becomes a game like it was last year. That favors Houston. Then Houston's going to go, yeah, hey, yeah, this is – oh, we found the offense that we had lost for the first couple of games. Yeah. This is, And they have the weapons to be a little bit scary. So BYU's got to be aware that they've got to come out and they've got to just absolutely dominate right out of the shoots. And I, and I think – when when you're you can talk about it as a distraction, I don't think it's a distraction. When they're talking about you on all of the major sports stations as a team that could go undefeated and all that, you start to get that sense of destiny in your own mind, and it keeps you focused. It doesn't distract you. It mm. makes you want to go out and annihilate people every week. Blaine Fowler, uh, you were at the game uh, in Austin. I want to know what the reaction was by the crowd when the hill hurdle happened. It's and where you were standing. And I don't know who coined this phrase because it was from some movie. Maybe it was Will Smith. But I heard four different people around me, Texas fans, all go, he did not just do that. <laughs> <laughs> like stereo. Yeah, around. he did not just yeah. do that right there. And I looked at, I looked at Dave. I was standing next to Dave. I go, yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did just do that. <laughs> it was amazing. And we were right by it. You know, we were right there. And, and literally, that's the kind of play that even – the opposing fans go, oh, my goodness. Did wow. you just see that play? And then everybody looks up at that giant video board. I got to see that again. Was it just stunned silence at that point? No, what, it wasn't. Or was there this little roar? Like, there was whoa. a little roar from everybody like, oh, whoa. Like not a yay, but a whoa, you know. Kind of like when Jimmer would go into an opposing arena and knock down a half-court shot. Yeah, like yeah. I'm saying, like Utah at the end of that. Like even the Utah fans – at the half, you know, remember when Jimmer made yeah, that half court shot? You did color. Yeah, I, I did was the, there. Under yeah, the bus- so basket. I did that yeah. game. I did that game. It was a national game that week, and I did. <laughs> Even the Utah fans went, "Oh, whoa, wow!" And yeah. that's how that was. Everybody, but but more impressive is Dave and I were right down on that goal line um, when Taysom had the touchdown where he got hit by three guys on the two yard line and got met, and he just trucked them. And again, I heard people go, "Come on, like." First, he's going to run away from people. Then he's going to jump over people. And now he's going to truck our linebackers? Like, how are you going to stop this guy? <laughs> it's not fair. You can't. What, he, Legend. He, he was Superman Legend. in that game. And and he showed his skill set in a variety of ways. He, he threw a couple of balls. The ball that he threw to Jamal Williams. Ooh, the touch. Beauty. The touch Beauty. ball was 
on time in a perfect spot. Um, so he kind of he kind of displayed his whole arsenal in that game, and and Texas fans walked away going, okay. We said Taysom wasn't going to do this again this year to us. That's a special athlete, and they recognized it. Texas has good fans. They, they remind me of the Notre Dame fans. They're educated, they're, they're respectful, and they yeah. recognize good talent, and they, they certainly recognize the talent of Taysom Hill. Back-to-back Y-Factor champion, Blaine Fowler. You can see more of him on After Further Review <laughs> I, I, I tonight. I don't know if I can do it again this week. I'm trying, <laughs> I, but you know what? The, the fans. Here, here's what I'm going to make a plea with the fans. When I win, the team wins. So even if my guy doesn't good doesn't do well, if they want BYU to win, th- it would be in their best interest to vote for my guy. I want to mention something too. <laughs> we were a little scared last week because when Spencer went to a game, he was four and zero, and when you and Dave went, it was zero and four. That snapped a streak. Thank you guys you. finally Thank got a win. All well, here's the thing: we counseled the team to not do the all white stuff. That uh, last year specifically, yeah. the year and, before, you went to the Poinsettia Bowl. They won. Yeah. yeah. So so we we asked them to please mix it up so they didn't go all white and look what happened. There we go. It wasn't was Dave it. and I. It was the unis. <laughs> it was the unis. More of Blaine Fowler with Dave McCann, David Dixon, and Brian Logan on after further review tonight, eight Eastern, six Mountain on BYU TV. Why the BYU defense is performing so well and what has been the secret for Taysom Hill? Check it out. A really really great show. Thanks, thanks Blaine. Guys. Yep. Thanks. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more reaction to how your expectations have changed for the BYU football season post-Texas win. Use the hashtag BYUSN, and don't forget our Rise and Shout Cougar Whip Round coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, countdown to kickoff is live at 8 Eastern time on BYU TV. We'll get you ready for BYU in Houston. Got a tweet in from the BYU Sports Nation uh, historian. historian, Duff Tittle, in Athletic Media Relations. He said, hey, BYU used one about a decade ago, and someone mentioned 2004 Notre Dame, a sky cam. So it's not the first time. I'm off on that. It's not the first time it's been used, but the first time maybe... Uh, at least in a long time, in 10 years, where you has had the sky cam. Any way you look at it. Oh, I'm, I'm just glad to have it. First time, eighth time, I don't care. I'm just stoked to have it. So thank you, Duff Tittle, for that correction. Sky cam, Taysman. Yeah. <laughs> after the Texas win, how have your expectations for the BYU football season changed? At Matthew W. Evans says, after the Texas win, I went out and bought a second pair of blue goggles. A second pair? Wow. My first pair is going to get worn out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nicely played. I still don't know the origin of the voice. We'll figure that out. Someone said Monster Zinc, one of the construction workers, like, hey, what that's, are you doing over That's there? yours. That's yours. Yeah. I think mine's like. That's not the origin of it, but Barney, it sounds like the guy. Barney Five mixed with <laughs> Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know. That guy. Duff said, Duff said he won't know the specific game, but someone mentioned Notre Dame 2004. So. Nice. Historical perspective. Oh, yeah. Next on BYU Sports Nation, our Cougar Whip Around. Plus, who gets the rise and shout? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out on a rainy Tuesday in Provo, Utah. Blaine Fowler's hair still looked good, amazingly. You know what time it is? Yes. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Jim McMahon tweeted he finished all his classes at BYU. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Also, Sports Illustrated lists Taysom Hill as number nine on its Heisman watch list and names him the top riser. Number nine. 
Women's volleyball. After losing to number five Washington and winning two other matches, BYU went up in the rankings huh? to number nine. That makes total sense. Soccer. That's three references to number nine because you know who wore number nine? Jim, Jim McMahon. McMahon. The Cougars are out of the top 25 in women's soccer after losing to Utah last week. BYU plays Long Beach State Saturday on BYU TV. Golf. Number nine. No, I'm just kidding. Nah. BYU in third place after day one at the Hobble Creek Fall Classic with 12 teams. Leah Garner shot three over to lead the Cougars after 36 holes. Round two underway as we speak. Maybe, Maybe not, Maybe weather delay. Yeah, we <laughs> thought it would be underway. It's not. Hey, future guests, tomorrow we'll talk to Houston head coach Tony Levine for the third time on this program. Bronco Mendenhall coming up this week and Sports Illustrated's Jeff Benedict as well. We should mention Thursday we'll be live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium for our show on the Countdown to Kickoff set there. It'll be great. Why not? Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com what the, What's the train whistle for? Oh great, that's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> the Rise and Shout goes to the person who produced the BYU-Texas game as explained by Grover. Over. And under and through. Under? Fantastic. Do you get it now? By the way, BYU football practice ended a short time ago. Uh, Jay Drew of the Salt Lake Tribune tweeted that Bronson Kafusi is walking around the student-athlete building in a boot. Mm. Zach Stout is on scholarship, and Bronco Mendenhall did not address injuries for guys like Kafusi and DeAndre Wesley. There's your update. There's your update right there. Check out interviews uh, from that on our BYU TV Sports YouTube channel later. After the Texas win, how have your expectations for the BYU football season changed? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At Eddie Bear, my expectations haven't changed at all. I just feel better about them after leaping over the Texas hurdle. Hashtag run the table. Yeah, what were the expectations? That's the thing. Like, if it was 10 plus, that fits into that, I guess, right? At Alexander's 37, after demolishing our toughest opponent, we have to get a New Year's bowl game. Got to make noise and stay relevant. That's right. You stay relevant by winning. At Crazy Coog Fanatic, my expectations have soared as high as Taysom's hurdle. Whoa! Special season seems inevitable. Hey, check out after further review tonight, 8 Eastern. Also coming up right after this, the inauguration of President Kevin J. Worthen. New president of BYU. And yes, we have given him the BYU Sports Nation karma. Thanks to Blaine Fowler, Michael, Elisa, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand. Check out our podcast for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Joe Seminoff. See you tomorrow.